0: In New York, call 8778 hope Why or text hope Why. In Connecticut, help is available for problem gambling. Call 888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org. Please play responsibly on behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort. 21 plus, age varies by jurisdiction. Void in Ontario. Bonus bets expire 168 hours after issuance. See dkng.com slash bball for eligibility, deposit restrictions, terms, and responsible gaming resources.
1: It's deals day. It's deals day in the NFL. Deals are flying. We're all making deals here. This is the Pride of Detroit POD cast. Pride of deals. Pride of Detroit.com. Pride of Detroit on Twitter. Midweek uh, mini podcast coming to you right now as we sit here and uh, behold the deals that are flying across the NFL and with the Detroit Lions. Uh, we recorded our main POD cast here on Monday. You guys got it on the feeds on Tuesday. However, we want to get back in the lab here because quite a bit has happened, um, in the 24 hours since. So we're going to do a quick mini pod. I am Christopher Fett, as always, your adequate host at Christopher Fett on Twitter. I forgot my handle for a second there happens. That is what adequate means. Jeremy Reisman, the fearless leader at Detroit online, making deals.
2: Yeah, I mean, I thought today was just going to be franchise deadline, franchise tag deadline day,
1: and turned out to be a lot more than that. No, 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 no. I have no clue what's going to happen tomorrow. I don't, I hopefully won't have to be back in the lab tomorrow, but we'll see. Uh, Third man, Ryan Matthews, the rock God at Ryan underscore POD is here when he's not bothering us with his new uh, catchphrase.
3: Yeah, I mean, here's the thing. I went to bed around noon, so I don't know why we're doing a whole podcast about Josh Reynolds. <laughs> <laughs> <That's> <laughs> Nothing it, yeah, else that's... but Josh
1: Reynolds. Nothing else happened. We, we got, we got, we got some well, more of mm-hmm. happened. <laughs> oh boy, do we have You're, something uh, for you? We're we're gonna break news to you in in the second segment. I know we are gonna start start with Josh Reynolds and some other other news here. This is a slow cook podcast. This is a slow buildup because we want everyone to be here for when it cascades the end. We do start with Josh Reynolds. He is re-signed by the Detroit Lions uh, reports. We don't know the real value of the contract yet reports though, Jeremy, two years up to $12 million. Yep. Which would put him in line to, uh, you know, shore up the wide receiver room. Basi- I, I think we all kind of hoped and expected him to be back. He had a great season. With the Lions, when he was, you know, in and acclimated, and he's got good chemistry with Jared Goff, and I think moving forward, it uh, him and Amon Ra—that's the start of your new wide receiver room. Yeah, it, I mean, I think I think you're right. I think a lot of us
2: expected something like this to happen, although the the talk about it had kind of really died down. I mean, we didn't even mention his name in our free agency podcast just because I think we all started to get really hype about the uh, the idea of the Lions being super active in free agency trying to grab one of the, the big free agents that might be available at wide receiver because the lines basically went out and said, like, we're, we're going to look for an outside receiver. We're going to be aggressive. We want these tall, big guys. And I, I think we just kind of forgot about Josh Reynolds for a little bit here. And the lines go out a week before free agency opens and, and signs him to a, what what looks like a, a modest deal. I'm, I'm not going to say it's an overpay. I'm not going to say it's an underpay because we don't know the structure of it yet. And by the sound of up to 12 million, it sounds like, there's going to be some incentives in there there's going to be some you know bonuses that that are either likely to be earned or not likely to be earned but we don't know any of that specifics yet but it's it's rewarding a player that that was happy to be here last year it's nice to see you know you think when a guy asks for his release like Josh Reynolds did last year that he's looking for a place not only where he can succeed but where he can find a team succeed and not that you know the chargers were a team that was succeeding. They're, they're fine, but um not chargers, Titans, right? Titans. Um, but you know, he, he, he gets a, a seven game audition to, to hit free agency and he, he does well. And the lions must've been doing something well too, right? Because he decided to come back and despite putting on a pretty good show at the end of that season, you know, he could have said, yeah, no, let me test free agency. Let me see what I could get in. He's like, no, you know, I liked it here. I like my my month and a half here. I like my two months here. Let's let's see what we can do here in Detroit, and I, I want to be a part of it. So, it's I, I think that part of of the deal is kind of like, hey, Lions are are doing something good here where they're getting a you know a, a decent player, they're getting decent production out of him, and then he wants to stick around despite the fact that he very well could have hit free agency and maybe gotten a better deal.
3: Yeah, I, I think Josh Reynolds also looks at the situation in Detroit and says there's still an, an awful lot of opportunity here. True, There's still a lot of chance for me to do something because at, at this point, I mean, it's just a two year deal. Yep. It's, it's just worth up to $12 million. So it's clearly incentive based. Um, and, and I think with, with Reynolds, that's what he's looking for. I think like he's looking for like that next big contract and, um, you know, for, for however, for however many wide receivers the lions go out and get during this off season, whether it's through the draft or it's through free agency, you'd have to imagine that it's kind of looking like Josh Reynolds is going to be in line to potentially be a starter on day one. So, um, I mean, it, hard to beat that opportunity, incentive-based contract likely Goods good like position he's gonna ha- start. Look, yeah. Yeah. looks like he's going to have a, have a chance to to put up more numbers. It's a good, it's a good place to be if
1: you're Josh Reynolds. So I guess that kind of leads into the next question is now with the lions. I'm, I don't know if Josh Reynolds is, we are going to call him the number one, but clearly he's going to be starting. So how much of a need is wide receiver right now? Uh, as we look towards, I, I think, I think it's still a need as we look towards the draft, but I think Jeremy uh, Ryan, as we look towards free agency, I think, I, I don't know if this really signals the lions are done adding wide receivers, but it definitely makes the, uh, the palette a little more. You've, you've had a very, you've had a very nice, a very filling appetizer. So I don't know if you're going to go heavy on the main course here. If you might, you might turn your Gorban gaze elsewhere. I don't think it's going to stay on wide receiver, especially given uh, that what we've talked about uh, on the last podcast too. Uh, Chris Godwin was tagged. Devonte Adams was tagged. Uh, Mike Williams re-signed with the Chargers. Just like we talked about yesterday, that market for wide receivers dr- has dried up, like we thought, much quicker than what was anticipated just a month ago. Like, And so a lot of the big pieces are off the board, which means other teams are probably going to be overpaying for that, sec- for that second order of receiver. And I don't think the Lions should be in the market, will, will be or should be in the market to overpay for second order when they have... You know some good consistent pieces with Josh Reynolds and Amon Ross St. Brown, and you are looking towards this wide receiver class in the draft.
2: Yeah, I I still think they lack a true number one, but the question—I is I – mean, you you laid it out there nicely. Like, do they do it in free agency? Where there it's is no true number them?
1: one available in the free agency it's, now?
2: It's it's like Allen Robinson, and that's it. Like, I don't yeah. I don't know if anyone views DJ Chark as a number one. I don't know. Yeah, what else? What else is out there, Ryan? That 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 would even.
3: Christian considered. Kirk, maybe. maybe
2: Kirk, probably not a number one though. Like I, I almost view Christian Kirk and, and Josh Reynolds in the same kind of category. I, Christian Kirk's probably a little bit better, but I, I feel like Allen Robinson, it, it's kind of an eggs in, in, in one basket situation in free agency. If, if the lines are truly looking to add a number one in free agency, I think they have to do it in the draft at this point, unless they're, they're I mean, and, and let's go back to Mike Williams. He got three years, 60 million. Mike Williams got
1: 20 million a year. So what's Allen Robinson going to get? I think Allen yeah, Robinson I, is a better play than player. We're, we're than going he to we're, we're going to come back to this point a little later in the podcast. But as with all things in the NFL, line goes up. Everyone starts to get paid more because nobody is taking less than the guy before them. And yeah, if Mike Williams is your floor, then I can't even begin to imagine how much a Rob is going to cost you. Yeah, and and chat brings up Amari Cooper too, which. Given given that the
2: the Cowboys tagged uh, that tight end, it, it does seem like Amari Cooper is probably going yeah. To Cowboys, I don't. So. I didn't
1: see like if if he so. hasn't been tagged today on Tuesday. I don't think he, no. He Co- will pre- Cooper has
2: not been tagged. His no, no.
1: I'm saying he was not
2: tagged. I'm saying Cooper wasn't tagged. Yes. Yeah. So they so they're they're paying a tight end. I can't remember his name. Dalton Schultz. Schultz, that's right. Um, a lot more than he's worth, which means they're not going to have enough money to to handle Amari Cooper. So Mark Cooper's almost certainly going to hit free agency um, when slash if they. I mean, maybe they trade him, but um, so that's. I, I think you got two number ones on the market. It's going to cost you over twenty million a year. You just spent, I don't know, well, let's let's say five six million on on Josh Reynolds. Six million average,
1: up yeah. to six million average. Yeah. Right.
2: So we don't. Again, we don't really know the the terms there, but. I, I don't know. I, 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 you look at this draft class and you're like, looks pretty good. The lines are kind of in a weird position though, where you're, you're too early to take one at two. You're too late to take to you know, to get the first tier of them at 32. So I don't know if the lines can get a number one receiver at 32 I mean, Christian Watson is a guy that, that is jumping up boards, but is he a true number one? Is he even going to be there at 32? I don't know. But to me, I think this lessens maybe the chance that they go after a number one free agent um, at wide receiver. It doesn't make it zero. I don't, I don't think it makes the chance zero though. I think, I think there is a chance that they go aggressive for, for whether it's Amari Cooper or Allen Robinson, but I think those are kind of your only two choices that really make any sense.
3: Yeah. I I think with the DJ shark, Uh, discourse. I think what's happening there is it's a lot of projection, right? I mean, it's a guy who's only had 1000 yard season. He is relatively young, but he's had some problems with, with injuries and and staying healthy, Um, you know, last season and only playing four games maybe, maybe the Lions do something with that where it costs a little bit less than, than a Rob would get, or it costs less obviously than what maybe Mike Williams got, but there's also the opportunity that, I don't know that then with what the New York giants did last year with Kenny Galladay, maybe some other their <laughs> team comes out swinging and they're super desperate. Who knows? But, um, well, I, we saw how that worked out for the giants too. Yeah. Right. Well, you know, with the Cowboys and, and Amari Cooper, the thing is, is that his base salary becomes guaranteed on the fifth day of the new league year. And that's March 16th. So like they're either going to trade him in a hurry or they're going to cut him in a hurry. So, you know, right. it's going to, it's going to be happening sooner rather than later. So um, I, I'm still like, if, if the dollar signs are right, like Amari Cooper is still a guy that I'm, that definitely like piques my interest.
2: I'm just mm-hmm. I'm, like, are the lions in, in the position though, to make a
1: big splashy move like that for Amari Cooper? Yeah. I mean, is Amari Cooper also at this point in his career either also want to kind of come to Detroit when he's probably going to look for something to solidify, like a solidify the amount of money, but also be like work on his, I hate to say legacy. He's too young for that, but you know what I mean? Like these guys after their career, like rings do matter as far as, what they are for uh, and playoff wins and pro bowl appearances and all the rest. It does matter for their post game learning. I don't know if the lions right now are in that position to really offer that. That's always been the problem for the lions, but I mean, it's not exactly, they're in a place where they can tell Amari Cooper come here. We'll start immediately going to the playoffs. The, the one
2: small advantage to getting Amari Cooper over anybody else is that if he, if he's cut by the Cowboys, he no longer factors into compensatory pick formulas. So mm-hmm. he, he, he can also like, he doesn't have to wait. There's an, uh, a tampering period with him. As soon as he's cut, he can talk with anybody. Um, right. So he can talk with anybody. He can, he, he, if the Lions sign to a big contract, it does, it doesn't like offset if you know someone else on the Lions if, if um, Tracy Walker goes and signs somewhere else, well, the Lions get that, compensatory pick it's not offset by anything that they get from our amari cooper
1: let's talk about uh some other positions now and this is kind of where we look beyond the lions a little bit before we take our first break uh the jaguars have franchise tagged their left tackle cam robinson yeah. uh i think this has sent some tremors down the way i i've never really bought into this idea that the first pick overall was going to go to evan Neal. it seemed like an outside possibility given where it was going. Although granted, this is a weird damn uh, draft, but I Ryan, does this really change the Jaguars outlook? Because now I know uh, there, there's quite a few people who are saying Aiden Hutchins now, now, the favorite to go number one. And the fact that they just franchise tagged a left tackle means that, you know, getting, you know, they, they still need to improve the line down in Jacksonville, but this kind of probably reduces chances that they
3: might take Evan Neal. I think so. I, I think that this definitely puts Aiden Hutchinson on the board at, at number one, or potentially. Um, I mean, that th- that's solidifying what was a need is no longer a need now. They have a left tackle. They have Cam Robinson. Um, I, I I think that Aiden Hutchinson, even on DraftKings, I think that he's now the clear favorite to be the number one pick, and uh, Evan Neal's odds went down uh, significantly. So, um, I, I think. I think that this is probably the biggest news for Lions fans today. Like, the the Jaguars franchise tagging Cam Robinson really changes, I think, the dynamic of the draft um, because now the Jaguars, I think, could go in a multitude of directions. They could still go offensive tackle. They could still go Cam Robinson. They could still go Ekwanu, They could still um, solidify that spot because Cam Robinson is just a franchise tag, right? It's just a so year. It's year. Yeah. Um, but by the same token. I, I think they, they, they're justified taking a pass rusher too.
2: Yeah. It's, it's an interesting situation because the Jaguars just like, they are obsessed with drafting offensive tackles in the past five years. They, they took, they took one in 2017 draft in the second round. They took one in 2018 draft in the fourth round. They took one in 2019 in the second round. They took one in 2021 last year. They, in love, the they round. love
1: doing this man. And here's the
2: thing. They're all not very good. Like I know Cam Johnson has been franchise tag now two years in a row, but he's not that good. And this could be just them, like shoring up in case something happens in case they're not hundred percent committed to one of these tackles in case, I mean, it it does kind of seem like, I mean, they're the number one pick, right? So if, if they, if they like one of those guys, maybe you don't make this move, but, but it's also just kind of a, you know, maybe, maybe they put the number one pickup for grabs and, and maybe someone else jumps in and grabs a tackle. I, I, I mean, not,
1: we talked about this with number two. No, if no one's going to trade for number right. two with the lions, nobody's going like, to trade for number one.
2: It, it it just does seem like a curious move when everyone, everyone is mocking an offensive tackle to the Jaguars and they, they suddenly tag their left tackle. And it's just like, Oh, well, maybe they're okay with cam Johnson. I, the, the I mean, the other point is like Robinson
1: so yeah sorry cam robinson i mean the uh, other thing the other the, point too is like they could just do what the lions did where it's like okay the lions had taylor decker right you get Penay sewell and then you can figure it out later and move one of them to right that's what i was gonna say they're the right yeah. tackle jawan taylor's entering the final year of
2: his career he's not playing particularly well but then you go back to the guy his that they drafted last contract? year what's that his career or his contract <laughs> we'll see uh it could be either but they, they drafted Walker little last year in the second round. And he was just kind of a fill in. He was their, their backup left tackle started a few games while the, the starter was out. So you have to imagine he's going to make a play for a starting position, but I, I don't know how you can look at, like, I, I feel like Lions fans are trying to finagle their way into say, well, maybe, maybe the Jaguars still take Evan Neal. I do think this impacts the draft a lot. I do think an edge player is now the, the, the odds on favorite. I mean, it literally, Aiden Hutchinson yeah, it's, is literally the odds on favorite. But I, w- the one thing I wanted to add that's funny is like, there's so much debate amongst Detroit about who they would take at number two if Evan Neal goes number one. There doesn't seem to be any debate if the, if the Jaguars aren't going Evan Neal, they're going Aiden Hutchinson. Like, they're not, they're not debating. They're not comment. going Thibodeau.
1: Yeah. They're not debating
2: like, Kayvon Thibodeau. They're not talking about, you know, Trayvon Walker, the, it, it, it's all, it's all just, Oh, Aiden Hutchinson is going
1: to go. Okay. Well now the lines have, that's that, that's fat. Yeah. That's, that's a great point. Kind of to put that in perspective that it's like, if Aiden Hutchinson is unquestionable number one, if it's not Evan Neal, like, I, I don't know if that's just the stock of, of Hutchinson being way up or like, I don't know, like, cause I'm, I'm still not completely sold off. I'm still not stock off on, on Kayvon Thibodeau either, but um. It's it's funny that Ryan says that this is the biggest thing that the Lions fans are wondering about today on Cam Robinson though, and I I've been stuck on that for a few minutes so. Um. In,
3: in, in in regards to their own football team, yes. Um, but the <laughs> other thing about Aiden Hutchinson though is that I, I think a lot of people just de facto mocked him to the Lions too. If he's if if he's not going number one, I think a lot of people do the same thing with sure Aiden Hutchinson at number two to the Lions. Right. So can, before
2: I know, I know you're trying to transition into the bigger news, but I just, yeah. if you want to give one word answers, if Hutchinson goes one, who's your pick at two?
1: Willis. <laughs> Here we yeah, go. Your, yours doesn't change at all. Here we go. Um, I think it's Hamilton. I mean, I I, I feel like I'm going to turn into the Hamilton guy, right? I'm going to, I should not say that. That's out who of you want to be. Kyle Hamilton. Yeah.
2: Yeah, I think, I think the Hamilton gang will grow significantly. If that happens, I am gang. I'm, I think I'm still, I feel like Thibodeau for whatever reason, is just like falling off in people's minds. I think, I don't I think I my don't pick get is it. still Thibodeau like three months ago, this guy was the consensus number one pick in the draft.
3: Like we were all maybe prospect, prospect fatigue, man.
1: Yeah, it happens. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I did. I did want to transition as Jeremy was correctly um, surmising. So we're going to take a quick break, talk with our Twitch chat. And when we come back, it's time to talk about um, some more interesting, some some other news that's going to affect the Lions in ways that I don't think fans wish we uh, had would affect the Lions. But guess what, man? It's happening. Also, big mega deals, and we're going to tie it back to the Lions in a very key way because I, I kind of have – I my I've, I've got my foot to the I've got my ear to the railroad track Jeremy I'm I'm hearing which way the rumbling is coming in Detroit Sports Talk we're headed off at the pass
2: You hear the train coming
1: I'm 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 mixing metaphors I understand I know <laughs> it's bad We'll be right back on the Pride of Detroit cast.
3: Support for this podcast comes from Smartwater. Life moves pretty fast. Are you drinking water that can keep up? Smartwater Alkaline has everything you need to stay hydrated, no matter where your day takes you. Whether you're pitching a tent or your next big idea, Smartwater Alkaline can help you perform your best. It delivers a pure, crisp taste that makes it the perfect chaser after a big workout. Elevate how you hydrate and pick up a Smart Water Alkaline today. To learn more, visit drinksmartwater.com.
1: Welcome back to the Pride of Detroit PODcast mini edition here as we uh, try to crunch down a bunch of news that's been happening. We just got done talking about Cam Robinson and Josh Reynolds, and I feel like we've completely buried the lead because I don't think Lions fans want to be reminded of this, but unfortunately, you're not going to be free of the devil. He's always going to be on your back for at least a few more years or much longer he wants to play. Aaron Rodgers is coming back to Green Bay four years Two hundred million was denied that that was denied by Rogers. But as always with everything Rogers, everything that comes out of his mouth, you don't believe. I'm sorry, you, you you cried wolf too many times. I don't believe you that that's not true. That sounds like the the right amount of money for that kind of like ego there. What what do, what do you think? What do you think, Jeremy? What, what, is he getting that kind of money? I mean, well, here's the thing. I, th- I think
2: that contract is not it, it's going to be formatted where it's like a $4,000,000 deal, yeah. but it's not, it's not going to work in a way where he's going to see all of that money. It's going to be formatted in a way where for, I mean, the most important thing for them is to lower that first year salary cap hit, which was, I think at like 47 million before this new deal that he's reportedly going to sign, but he, he made sure to point out, he hasn't signed it yet. Uh, fake media uh, uh. um. So it's going to lower that number, which means, you know, it, it's probably going to come with a pretty hefty signing bonus. It's probably going to be a, more years on the deal than he's going to play. I think that's an important thing. People see four years, 200 million. They think, Oh God, he's going to play in green Bay for four more years. I don't think that's necessary. the case. I think the Packers are probably going to be wise to stretch it out. A bunch of years have maybe some voided years on the back of those so that they stretch out this massive deal that they're going to get him. but it's going to be a big deal. It's, it's going to, it's, it, very well could look at like a 50 million a, a, a year kind of deal. He won't, again, he won't see all that money, but it's going to be splashy. It's going to be a deal that, that makes him amongst the the highest played players, if not the highest pay, paid players. So hooray, at least it's over. At least we don't have to, you know, hear every single sports talk show saying, by the way, no update on Aaron Rodgers." like, okay, just, just tell us when something happens. You don't need to tell us nothing's happening. Something's happening. And now Lions got to play with Aaron Rodgers in the division for at least one more year, probably two, probably not three. I don't know, but we'll see. I, here's the thing, like, just because he signs this deal, I don't think it guarantees that we aren't playing the same game next offseason and then the year after no, that. No, he, he's addicted, that, like, he's addicted to this to game
1: now. He's addicted to this game. He can't stop and because he thinks it gives him power to be like, oh, look at me, I'm trolling you. It's like, no, everyone thinks you're a douche, dude like just because like this this is ridiculous it's been across our society this idea that like oh i'm trolling you that means i've won no it doesn't no it doesn't you're just a you're just a jackwagon dude <laughs> like like eventually that's why i said him denying this i don't believe him and i never will because guess what i i mean oh you can go afterwards like haha i trolled you it's like you know what there's there there was an old phrase back in the internet in the old days of the internet, which I can't say anymore, but it's like, you can't do this thing where you're like, Oh, I was only pretending to be stupid. No, no. You're just an idiot. You think you're so much more clever than you are. I don't know where, where we got off on this idea that the most powerful thing you can do is like be is like troll someone. It's, it's not, just because you got like two seconds over on someone does not mean Jack Bobkiss. Sorry, Ryan. Uh, your take on Rogers?
3: I'm just kind of glad that we have to, or I'm kind of glad, I should say, that we don't have to keep going to Pat McAfee for news. Um, <laughs> yeah, are we done um, with? He this? only wants
2: to be a journalism, a journal, journalism, a real journalism. <laughs> he wants <laughs> to be a real journalism. <laughs> that she was an honest to, slip. That was. He he only wants to be a journalist when when it you know benefits him. When when he oh, has yeah. someone on and they're saying things that should be challenged. That's not his that's not his duty to be a journalist, but when
3: he gets to break a story, then he gets to be a journalist. Exactly. Yeah. Um I just want to know like what 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 did Aaron Rodgers think Michael Jordan did? Like how did he completely misunderstand the last dance? <laughs>
1: Because he's egotistical, he's an egotistical freak who's never been like pushed down a little bit. I was,
3: I was just really hoping that it meant he would go from Green Bay to like actually like playing for the Washington Commanders, (laughs) right? Like I I thought, I thought thought he truly understood the arc of Michael Jordan, but and then you just lose a lot of money gambling and then go play baseball. I mean, uh, we almost made it through the whole podcast without talking about gambling.
2: (laughs) (laughs) To. I mean he he was never on the, the Michael Jordan track because that dude had what five championships before the that's last dance? Oh, that's a good point. I mean
1: I wasn't gonna bring that up, but yeah, sure.
3: <laughs> oh wait, so you wanna talk about <laughs> you wanna talk about championships being the determiner of a player's worth? No, don't do it. No. Well no. it's funny <laughs> you mentioned though. No. It's no, no Emmanuel you
2: that. in this podcast. I will not allow it.
1: Right. I, I for those not in the know, Ryan. Just is fallen in love with a with a catchphrase from someone on TV. Just,
2: I I would say Google Emmanuel Acho, but I I, I actually
1: mean I think most people that. by now know who Don't he, do is. he is. Um, he is he's.
2: Anyways, <laughs> anyway. <laughs> you want to talk about uh, Russell Wilson? Are, are we done with Rodgers? Is that no I guess, no? I guess I, you know, I, if we are, no, that like, no one knows
3: who he is. Like I was gonna say, that's the thing. Like we are not done with Aaron Rodgers, Right. Right. <laughs> and that's what sucks. Yeah. But there's, I don't
1: think there's anything for me to talk about otherwise. Like he's coming back. Yay. Yeah. And apparently they've got the cap space to maybe franchise tag Devontae Adams. They did. Yep. Yay. They did. Yeah. Oh, they did. I, yeah. Yeah. Cool. The, okay. the question is like, what
2: else? Like how, how can they keep getting away with this? And I, I think the answer is I can't, like they're, they're not going to be, reta- be able to retain all those guys on defense. They are going to take some mm-hmm. hits. And I'm curious. I mean, obviously the, the Packers and and, and Rodgers have had conversations about this because I don't think Rodgers would want to come back if they can't field a team at least as strong as it was last year. And despite their their early exit in the playoffs, that was a really strong team. That you know it was a, it was a one seed, right? Like, right. right? And they're they're going to be they're going to make the playoffs. They're they're going to win the NFC North again. I I, I feel pretty confident in saying. Um, so maybe maybe that alone was. was was enough for him saying like, Oh, look at the bears. They're rebuilding. Look at the Vikings. They're rebuilding lines are still at least a year or two away. Like we, we, we already have a home playoff game in, in the back pocket. And in this time I need to come back and prove that I can win in cold weather playoff games or whatever it is. But um, no, it sucks. I, I, I didn't, as, as much as I think long-term it was probably smart to do, I don't know what the Seahawks just did and, Unload your Hall of Fame quarterback for a draft haul, and and start figuring out what the plan is after Rodgers. Um, they're they're gonna have a legitimate shot to make a Super Bowl in the next one or two years, but that's it. Like you got you got a one or two window now with Rodgers, and then I don't know what the plan is afterwards because you're not gonna be able to unload a forty two
1: year old Aaron Rodgers for three first round picks. Nope, it's all in at this point. I think they realize they're on lean times after Aaron Rodgers. There's not going to be a. Unless they feel like they can get his replacement somewhere down the line, but I don't think that's going be... to be to strike lightning a third time. I've seen devilry in the work. I don't think that's, that's the case here though, but I've been wrong before. Been wrong plenty of times. They certainly don't seem to think it's Jordan love, right? <laughs> no, they, it's, it's definitely not Jordan love. That's anyway. Yeah, I guess it's time to rip off the band-aid. So Russell Wilson's the other big news. And um continuing with the trend of literally all quarterback talent leaving the NFC, Russell Wilson is now traded to the Denver Broncos. And um the I I'm sure on the surface, the only thing you really talk about is the fact that, yeah, again, once more to the NFC, less quarterbacks, unless your name's Aaron Rodgers or Matthew Stafford. But uh, I want to talk about the deal a little bit. Two first round, uh, C- Seattle Seahawks receive two first round picks, two second round picks. Uh, do you know? We, do we know what years those first rounds are, Jeremy? Or I think it's just this <laughs> year, next year, this year, next year. Okay. So we'll in seconds. Yeah. Yes, yes. First round, <laughs> two first rounds, two second rounds, a fifth. Drew Locke, Shelby Harris. Drew Lock feels sad with the the next two names I'm getting. So Shelby Harris, who's fine. He's he's about thirty, but he's he had like what six, seven sacks last year. He's good. He's he's fine. He has he's a good edge rusher. He's a serviceable edge rusher. And then Noah Fant, who I think is one of the more exciting young tight ends in this league right now. And the Broncos have received Russell Wilson and a fourth round pick to kind of even things out. <laughs>
3: Uh, real quick, if there were winners and losers to this trade, Noah Fant is the biggest loser. <laughs> he goes from having Drew Locke as his quarterback to having Drew Locke as his quarterback.
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah, pretty much. Pretty, pretty much. That's, that's rough. Poor, poor guy. Teddy Bridgewater, though,
2: right? He was in there for a little bit.
3: In where? Mm. Wait, wasn't he with the oh, Broncos? in Denver.
1: In Denver,
2: yeah. Well, yeah,
3: yeah, but yeah. like, I mean, now he's going to right. yeah, yeah. with Drew Locke, I mean, <laughs> right. What what are the Seahawks going to do? That I think that's another interesting. I think they're going to, to. I think the Seahawks. They have the ninth pro- overall pick. They hit the
2: reset button hard, dude.
1: Yeah, I think either like they're either going to eat it for a little bit, or I mean, they might be on the market for one of these quarterbacks that that might be part of their calculus. Is maybe they like Malik, Malik Willis, Willis, number nine. Yeah, they like Malik Willis, or they like Kenny Pickett, or one of these guys we've been kind of just poo pooing on.
3: Wonder um, if somebody's going to write about a mock draft that has a trade with the Seahawks. <laughs> Anyways, anyway, you want to talk about the compensation, right, Chris, because uh, I, you I do talk about a lot of revisionist history that's happening. I,
1: I do. I do. And I kind of got, someone did ask me on Twitter and I'm not here to point that person. I'm not here to like bag out that person because I think it's an interesting question. And again, I am of the business of trying to predict tomorrow's talking points for of Detroit sports radio today And immediately the first thing that came to my mind as I was grabbing a sandwich was this is going to be used to bag on the lions. Um, I mean, this is going to be compared to the Matthew Stafford trade, because if I know one thing about Detroit sports, sports media, they love to make everything about the lions and they love to make what they make about the lions negative about the Lions. I'm not saying that's always bad, but I'm saying like we seem to do f- self-flagellation more than literally anyone else on this kind of thing. And the question I got in in, in in part was, do you think that the Lions basically didn't get enough from Matthew Stafford? Which I found, I mean, okay, I, I don't mind anyone asking any kind of questions, but uh, after after a second of thinking about it, I thought it was a bit ridiculous because it is revisionist. But I want to talk about why it's a bit revisionist in ho- in hopes to arm our audience a little bit because what happened with the step, here's the, th- here's my take. The Russell Wilson trade doesn't happen for this value. If the Matthew Stafford trade doesn't happen with the Rams, for two folds. One, the Rams give up two first round picks. Now, those are future first round picks, but there's still two first round picks. And then they go out and win a Super Bowl. And General Manager Les Sneed is out at the parade in front of the LA Memorial Coliseum with a shirt that reads, F them picks. <laughs> like that, that represented an apotheosis of something they had been working on for a while, which was, yeah, there is no value to these picks when we could go get someone like Matthew Stafford. But Jeremy, Ryan, we see this all the time in the NFL. And I I think I mentioned it before this, this idea line goes up. I'm borrowing it from some video I just saw, but like the idea being that there is no such thing as like a stable market in the NFL for these kind of things. When Stafford got his own contract from the lions, people were like, Oh, that's a lot of money. For a quarterback, why is he making more money than this quarterback and this quarterback? And then it only lasts a little bit until, like, I think it was Russell Wilson and or someone else got paid even more than Stafford because that's what happens it's in hard, the right? NFL. But I think it might have been Andrew Luck. Anyway, sorry. It was I, either way. Yeah, Andrew Luck got a mega contract. There was that whole period of like. three or four years where everyone was just massively getting massive contracts. And everyone kept looking at Tom Brady's contract and being like, why are these guys getting paid more than Tom Brady? Well, it's because they were next in line and because the line goes up in the NFL, everyone is going to want more than the last guy before them, especially when it's a a position of importance like quarterback. And that's also true of trades. The Broncos didn't want to give up players to the Detroit lions when the lions came knocking on their door about Matthew Stafford fast forward to the next year and the Broncos are giving away Shelby Harris and Noah Fant and Drew Locke. But they're also giving away more picks, but that's because the market was set by Matthew Stafford's price, Matthew Stafford's price of two first rounds, rewrote everything. Every other offer to the lions was at most a first round and maybe some spare parts. It was not two first rounds. And as soon as the Rams inked that deal and gave up two first rounds, and it's definitely helped out by a super bowl now in their back pocket, suddenly the asking price of every other quarterback went up. And I'm not going to sit here and say that like, I, there's also, the differences between Stafford and Russell Wilson. And Jeremy, I think we were talking about this before the show. Like, I don't know how much his Super Bowl ring early on affects it. I don't know how much his Pro Bowls really affect it. I think that's more of a fan thing. Uh, fans pay attention to that more than front office because front office understood the value of Stafford. But Russell Wilson is a much more dynamic quarterback than Stafford. He can move a lot with his legs. We've seen him extend plays and he's, he's one year younger than Stafford, which is kind of crazy because he came out like two years after Stafford did in the draft. So like there's like Russell is going to command a little, a little bit more. He's I think he's got a a little bit more friendly of a contract than Stafford too. And like, yeah, of course. So combine all that together, the market was set price was going to increase. That's not a fault on the lions. Like if anything, the lions helped basically said, if anything, the lions caused the Broncos to, to pay more for Russell Wilson.
2: I, I do agree with that overall point that if, if the Stafford trade doesn't happen, we probably don't see this one as big as it is, but I don't think it's quite fair to compare it to salaries increasing because Part, I mean, part of the reason salaries are increasing is because the salary cap is increasing. There's nothing inherently that's increasing with draft picks. Draft picks aren't getting more valuable, so you can get rid of them more or anything like that. But, but, but I th- again, I, I do think your overall point is true where Stafford laid the groundwork. But I, I think the main point here is just, like, I, I hate to say this, Stafford fans. I hate to say this, Lions fans. Russell Wilson is a much better quarterback than Matthew Stafford is, period. He is. And it's not just the seven Pro Bowls. It's not just the fact that he won a Super Bowl. He is a better quarterback. He's a more accurate quarterback. He's a more dynamic quarterback. He uh, the, the the only thing that Russell Wilson struggles with and Matthew Stafford doesn't is that he takes a lot of unnecessary sacks. He's a better quarterback. The Lions were not going to get a better offer than they got. They weren't going to get two. Oh, yeah, first, as I said, other teams- seconds they weren't ponying up that money because no one thought Matthew Stafford was as good as he is, but he's also because he's not as good. He's everyone not was shocked. Everyone was
1: shocked. The Rams offered two yes. first rounds. Everyone was saying that's maybe a first. That's round. why
2: Ryan hit it with revisionist history. Because I think when, when people saw the deal that the lions got, they got two first rounds and a quarterback who went to the damn super bowl for Matthew Stafford, a guy who's never won a playoff game. Holy Lord. Brad Holmes should be made a statue of immediately. Like, no, I, I hope this doesn't become tomorrow's news that, that people are, are, are panning the lines for the deal they've got because I, I maintain they got a steal of a deal and maybe maybe the president is set now where you have to go two first firsts and, and two two seconds or maybe you got to go three firsts or whatever, but it, like you said, it wasn't set beforehand. And Matthew Stafford had not established himself as a top-tier quarterback. And I'm not sure he still has. I mean, we're we're having arguments daily about Matthew Stafford after the guy won a Super Bowl. There's still people that say, you know, he's not even a top-10 quarterback. Well, I think he's a top-10 quarterback, but is he on Russell Wilson's level? I don't think he is.
1: I don't think he ever was. Yeah. But I think the other issue, the other thing for Stafford in, in the, in that equation too, on Stafford versus Russ is again, what I said, like Russ is more conducive to the modern NFL right now, Stafford. And the reason why I think Stafford gets a lot of heat is he represents the pre Tom Brady consensus of gunslinger quarterback. You're going to make some turnovers. That's fine. But then Tom Brady and Aaron Rodgers comes along and be and is like super efficient with the ball. And suddenly a turnover is the devil's work. And so Stafford, I think got panned for that. Whereas Russell Wilson, Dynamic runs with his legs. We see him extend plays. Oh my God. How did Russell Wilson do that? How did he stay on his feet? How did he avoid that kind of pressure? That's what people fall in love with today in the NFL. That's what people want their quarterbacks in the NFL. In that regard, Russell Wilson's value is thus higher because he represents the modern archetype.
3: Yeah. I, but he also, to the, to your point, Chris, about, you know, ball security, what you saw with like Tom Brady and especially like Aaron Rodgers right now, like Russell Wilson represents that too, as well. I mean, like he's pretty close to having like a three to one touchdown to interception ratio over the course of his career. So, um, uh, you know, Wilson is just flat out. I mean, he's had a better career than Matthew Stafford like he he's been in the discussion of like, oh, is he the best quarterback in the league? Talk like he's he's been a part of those discussions, and I think that Russell Wilson. I mean, it is Russell Wilson's a Hall of Fame quarterback? Right? Yeah. Yeah. I, like,
2: I I think he had a, a, a maybe a better case a couple of years ago than than recently, but
3: it's really I mean, I feel like last year was maybe a I don't, I don't even call hurt. it a down year. He got hurt too. That he missed hurt. some time. Yep, with the finger and everything. So, True. um, yeah. Go ahead. I was gonna say, and that was that was another point that that
2: Chris and I brought up off air is like there were kind of questions about Matthew Stafford's long term health when that trade was yeah, going on. No, a lot, a lot of, of people, a lot of people were talking about like the Rams might really. Regret this. Regret yeah. doing this because Stafford just had a back, you know, a pretty serious back injury the year before. And it, it seems like every year he's he's hurting his hand, he's getting surgery on his wrist, he's he's got a bachotomy. Like ever ever like everything keeps coming up. And the and the man is 30, whatever years old. Like and, and I understand Russell is, is the same, but I don't think the Russell Russell Wilson has kind of had some of the chronic injuries that that, some people were concerned, which is that. kind
1: of shocking because he's had just as bad as far as offensive lines for a right. lot of his time playing.
3: Yeah, I mean, that's true. I Chris touched on this at the very beginning. And I think this is kind of like the last thing that um, that I want to talk about. But like the way that the power balance has shifted from the NFC to the AFC in one offseason, it's pretty wild. Like if Aaron Rodgers retires, we're having a discussion right now talking about is Matthew Stafford, the best quarterback in the NFC? Like, yeah. I mean, cause I you also top at, three guys. I mean, yeah. Just look at the AFC Mahomes, Allen, Burrow, Lamar, Herbert, and now Wilson. It's insane. Like, I mean, those six guys, you, you add Rodgers to that list, whether or not you want to put them one or two and then the next six guys are all AFC guys. Yeah. Like, I, I don't think I'm putting Stafford ahead of them. I don't think I'm putting Prescott ahead of them. I don't think I'm, putting like the fourth best quarterback in the NFC might be Kirk cousins. That would be something. He might it's be. Funny that it's not funny that he it's might, not he a, might be higher. Funny <laughs> that
1: it's not Justin Fields. Hmm. My the, Talk about the, the his history. Yeah. I seriously. What is. So
2: Rogers
3: Stafford. Kyler. Well, what Dak? about Dak? Right. Yeah.
1: I mean, we have to see and if cousins, Kyler's
3: even back cousins is a, he he's fifth floor.
1: Yeah yeah and there's a lot of questions about kyler too like he, he got he sure kind of exposed if he's in if few some big places yeah maybe he gets traded to the afc oh god <laughs> i think we've uh, uh, run down all our notes
2: yeah i mean maybe we'll have to just jump on tomorrow and talk about back or kyler
3: getting traded so <laughs> hopefully not to like the vikings oh <laughs> uh, uh, yeah no this is a discussion we can have off air let's shut yeah. this down <laughs> All right,
1: mini pod done in the books for myself, for Jeremy Reisman, for Ryan Matthews. I'm Chris Fett. We'll see you star side.